Hello everyone, I'm Ellis Traub and this is Money, Business and More. Last podcast, I tried to introduce some common sense into our perspective toward the coronavirus. In it, I stressed the three issues that appear to be most important. Our nation's health, the nation's economy, and what we as individuals could do to protect our financial positions as this crisis rolls on. Since then, in fact, on the very day I published that podcast, the president signed an unprecedented $2 billion package that's intended to tide us over until we come out the other side of this pandemic. And with that, we have prospects that will go a long ways toward not only preserving the businesses that we need to employ us and provide us with the goods and services we'll need, but also to enable most of the hardest-hit individuals at the bottom and middle of our economic spectrum to get through it. The Federal Reserve has also provided for a reserve of twice what has already been approved that can be tapped, if necessary, to extend this assistance should the need arise. So this podcast, I'm not going to dwell on the economic or financial issues. While we all will suffer some financial pain, some to a greater or lesser degree than others, the most important consideration now is twofold. Our physical health and our mental health. And both of these are tied together in many ways. The next month or two is literally going to be a life changer for each and every one of us, not just across this country, but across the entire planet. And one thing you can count on is that you'll come out of it either better than before or in much worse shape. I believe that most of you out there would prefer the former. And you will if you're willing to do what it takes to make the difference. Since the consensus of the experts is that the quickest and most effective way to defeat the coronavirus is by distancing ourselves from others as much as possible and doing so for as long as it takes, no matter where you live and the extent to which you've been affected by this pandemic, you're still going to need to do your part by social distancing and home sheltering for at least a month. In hot spots like New York, the state of Washington, Florida, or Louisiana, we had already endured it for two weeks when we were told we would have to do it for at least another month. And for those whose areas have not yet been tainted by the virus, we have yet to see whether or not folks simply haven't been hit by it and have that ahead of them, or they've been fortunate enough to have applied common sense and have behaved in a way that's kept them from having to go through it at all. It's going to take time for us to find out which. In any case, we're confronted with spending a month in isolation. And unless we take pains to do it right, just that alone can cause problems that could affect us adversely in many different ways. So allow me to make 10 suggestions that should work in your favor in these times. My inspiration for selecting these items come from one of the very best-known articulations of common sense known to modern man, the serenity prayer, which asks God to grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Central to that wisdom is the fact that the only person who has control over our thoughts should be us. We're the only ones who can control our destinies. So what others do largely falls under the category of things we cannot change. 
So, number one, make good use of your time. The first thing we need to do is accept our current circumstance as something we can't change. Consider it an opportunity rather than as an adversity. Since we can no longer go to work, we can view this as having the time off to do the things we want to do and a relief from doing things we have to do. We can't make money, so we have the time to do the things we can't do when we're obliged to spend our time earning a living. It's time off, and like a vacation, we should prepare to enjoy our days doing what we can't otherwise do. We now have time to do things that are both constructive and fun. Where we've been too busy, now we can sit back, relax, and put the time to good use. One of the best ways to keep from being bored is to schedule our time. When you stop to think of it, if we decide on the things we want to do, we can allocate our time to do them. And if you say we're going to spend an hour doing one thing, then stop it and do something else we want it or need to do, and spend the next hour on something else, it won't take long before we used up all our time and have no time to be bored or to feel sorry for ourselves. Plan to sleep seven or eight hours a day. Schedule a half an hour for showering, shaving, and dressing. A half hour for breakfast, another half hour for lunch, an hour for dinner. And another half hour brushing your teeth and getting ready for bed. By doing this, we've already planned 12 hours of essential activity. And that leaves only 12 hours for the other things you now have the time and energy to do. Half your day is already accounted for. Don't leave a single hour with nothing planned, and you'll be able to look forward eagerly to each hour you've scheduled because you've planned it and want to do it. Now list all the things you can do for the rest of the day, and you'll come up with them as we go through the next nine items. And you're not going to want to squander any of that time once you think about it. Two, stay physically healthy. So far as scheduling is concerned, you've already allotted your time to sleep, eat, and practice good hygiene. So that's not going to take more time. But while you're thinking about it, it's a great time to diet, to plan healthy meals with portion control that will not only trim those pounds you wished you didn't have, but also cut down on your spending for food and junk food. What do they say? You should eat to live and not live to eat. Some people in this crisis might be tempted to drink more than usual. I know when I was teaching people about wise investments, I discovered that in times of financial stress, companies that produced alcoholic beverages increased their sales and were great investments. But don't be fooled into thinking you do yourself a favor by investing more in their products than their common stock. That just ain't going to help you get through this crisis in better shape than when you started. And it goes without saying that you should be sure to take no unnecessary risks so far as the virus is concerned. Stay religiously with the guidelines and stay home. Cook yourself and try to order in your groceries or order your meals or at the very least pick them up if you must. Number three, stay mentally healthy. This is an area that's really important. Your goal is to occupy your thought and your time in ways that will contribute to your happiness and not to your misery. So anything you can do that will improve your mind is worth scheduling. Read books you've put off reading. 
taking courses that will give you new skills or put you in a position to be of greater value to yourself or others is a great way to go. Learn more about how to run your computer and explore the endless opportunities that the internet has to offer. Do crossword puzzles to improve your vocabulary. Anything you can do that will arouse your interest in things you haven't had the time to explore before and thought you might want to look into are worth scheduling at least an hour and maybe more every day. Your public library is a treasure trove of stuff you can access, if not to improve your mind, at least to entertain you. And most public libraries have extensive online resources you can take advantage of, even if you want to only listen to audiobooks that you can listen to if you like. At the end of the day, you'll be mentally in better shape than you were to start. And let's not overlook using your time to listen to podcasts like this one that are published to help you improve the way you manage or create a business or others that might be of interest or value to you. Number four, put your house in order. What better time could there be for doing the things around the house that you've been putting off? Schedule an hour a day to clean out your closets. Put aside the clothes you don't wear anymore to donate to Goodwill. Save money on your taxes and make room for the clothes you wear all the time. Fix up the things that need minor repair. Go out and weed your garden. Prune your shrubs or plants and tidy up your yard. All of these things will certainly make your home a more comfortable place to spend the time you're having to spend there and it'll enhance the value of your home if you own it. Number five, plan ahead. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or a small business owner already, this is an outstanding opportunity to take the time to create or review your business plan. If you haven't done so, create your mission statement and complete your business plan so that when this crisis is over, You're well prepared to hit the ground running and get the funds you need to open your doors once again and take advantage of the pent-up demand for the goods or services you have to offer. The better you plan, the more likely you are to succeed, and the better able you'll be able to beat the competition from those who haven't taken advantage of the opportunity this home sheltering has given you. If you work for someone else, figure out ways you'll be able to be of greater value to either the employee who's kept you on the payroll or the one you'll be better prepared to seek a job from. When this is over, you're going to want to get your life back to normalcy as soon as you can. Number six, manage your money. Schedule a time of day to work on your budget and make the most of your resources. Granted, you probably have lots less money to work with than you did before the coronavirus hit, but you also have fewer expenses. So if you do it right, you'll come out at the end of this thing in better shape financially than you thought you would. I'd like to suggest that you listen to my podcast on managing your money for some help with this item. You'd be surprised how much healthier your finances can be by just learning to budget properly. Number seven, focus on others. Of all the items I've listed, this might be one of the most important. Loneliness is a seeding ground for depression and involving yourself and others, even if you're having to endure this unpleasant period by yourself, is the best way to stave it off. If you're alone, it's time to think about those whom you've ignored or neglected when you've been busy in your daily grind. Schedule a time to dig up those old phone numbers, update your address book, and get on the phone and call them. Renew old acquaintances or call your old friends just to see how they're doing. 
seeing if there's anything you can do for them. Plan to call them at least once a week. There's a lot you can do remotely. Do FaceTime or Skype so you can not only hear and talk to them, but can see them and find ways to cheer them up and extract a smile from them. They'll appreciate it, but it's going to do you as much as good as it will them. If you're living with a spouse or significant other, now's the time to give them all the attention you haven't given them for a while and restore the magic. Do lots of the things you're scheduling together. Read together. Discuss what you read. Sit down and actually talk with them and restore the closeness your relationship once had. This is certainly a way you'll come out the other side of this crisis in better shape than you were before you started. Number eight, stay informed. Schedule only a minimum amount of time to stay informed. Much of what you hear is not informational, it's opinion. And this is a great time to stop listening to the views of others and form your own conclusions. Of course, it's important to keep up with what's happening in the outside world. But pay less attention to the worst of it. You'll be assaulted by a preponderance of worst-case scenarios. But again, this falls into the category of the things over which you have no control. And as we know, you need the serenity to recognize the difference between those things and the things you can do something about. Select only one or two sources that provide you with data. Probably the best of these is the body of health and pandemic experts that comprise the President's Coronavirus Task Force that is compiling data 24-7 and coming up with expert opinions based on that data. Don't pay attention to the conclusions that the non-experts come up with, and that includes the President himself. Most talking heads have agendas of their own and are no better qualified than you are to draw their conclusions. Accept the worst from the experts and also accept their views when they conclude that if we do all we're being asked to do and what you're doing, that the results can be much better than the limited data they have so far might indicate. Don't waste your time on outrage. Before this happened, much too much thought was wasted with negative thinking on both sides of the political spectrum. Now is certainly not the time to wallow in that kind of thinking. Number nine, maintain a positive attitude. I suppose it's easier to say than to do, given the bleakness of the next 30 days or so. But if you can open your mind to the suggestions I've just given you, you might find that there's a lot to be grateful for and a lot that's good to look forward to as well. If you have your health, if your loved ones are still safe and well, and they likely are if they're doing what you're doing as conscientiously as you are, then that's a good start. Even if you expect the best, you can plan for the worst without being negative. After all, it's a positive thing to take comfort in the fact that you've considered the worst and still have figured out what you'll be able to do if it happens. Make room in your schedule to enjoy your life. Take time to do things that you enjoy and make you and your loved ones happy. Include entertainment events in your schedule, like watching a movie, listening to music, watching old-time comics that were funny in their day and didn't depend on someone's embarrassment for their laughs, and look for the humor in everything that life has in store for you. And finally, number 10. Welcome a normal future. By that I mean we'll come out the other side. We will come out the other side. By enduring what you're going through now, 
we're making sure we'll defeat this temporary assault on our well-being and are going to get back to a life that will, to be sure, different than it was before it happened. If we've done it right, it will be a new normal that's better than it was before because we've grown in this process. We know more than we did before. We've made everything we've touched better, and that includes our relationships, our living conditions, our finances, our ability to be of value to others, and all of the things that assure us of a happy life. So be prepared for it. There's a very bright light at the end of this very dark tunnel. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to visit our website at moneybusinessmore.com. All one word. There you find lots more information. Blogs, a reference library, and message boards to chat with others who have the same interest as you have. There's where you can request topics for new podcasts that we'll create for you as soon as more than one listener wants it. And you'll be able to give us the feedback we need to make this resource the best it can be. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so.